0: RPG Fantasy and Art Lovers. Do you love High Fantasy and the amazing art that goes along with it? Well, we have your source for amazing t-shirts, sketchbooks, and bookmarks, all done by a pop culture architect Talon Dunning. Take a look at his store at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash the fantastic gallery. Talon has his great work there for great prices. If you like fighters, wizards, paladins even game masters he's got the shirt for you to show your love of all of your characters go ahead and take a look at his store the fantastic gallery and grab a piece of art today the fantastic gallery at etsy.com hello again and welcome back to a tin rally the podcast last week was a good one now let's see what they're doing this week hmm <laughs> show notes love it larry talks about his irs scam with a twist they discuss the humpback whales recording from national geographic from way back in the day uh the amazing spider-man tv show and iron man's most meaningful story to date: demon in a bottle ooh good topics and good folks I hope they have as much knowledge this week as they did last week. They actually seem kind of smart. So, grab a naughty soda and a whiskey shot, pop a sport on your favorite sofa, and enjoy this episode of a TV Reality, for podcast. See you at the end. I got a story. Really? Yeah. Did you get it from the story store? No, they were too expensive there. So you just got it for the Kindle. I, try, I tried to go to I tried to go uh, to the bargain bin, but all the bargain bin stories were kids' stories. And this is a kids' <laughs> kind of podcast. So you remember back in the late '80s, early '90s, you go to the bargain bin,
1: like Walden Books, and he's just filled with overstock Stephen King hardcovers. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, or and soft covers. That's where I got like my entire hardcover library. Oh gee, but It's like 90% of my hardcover library. Is Stephen King novels that I bought like the year after they came out because Walden Books were like two gazillion and only sold one gazillion.
0: Walden Books, I miss that bookstore. There was a Walden Books in my local mall. I miss all the bookstores. There's there was a the B Dalton's too, but they went away. Did they? Yeah, I think Walden bought them out, or vice versa. No, because Walden was around after B
1: Dalton. Oh, okay. And then they bought. At least in this particular mall. Yeah, they bought B Dalton out. I Which shall cool. remain nameless because I don't want to. Let people know that I shopped there.
0: <laughs> At one point in my life, it's a mall down in South Georgia. Oh, That's South
1: Georgia? No, Central Georgia. Yeah, I, used to, I used to drive all the way to South Georgia to go to the bookstore. <laughs> which is what kind of what you'd have to do now. Go kind to of ironic, go to South. South kind See, of I ironic to go to South Georgia for books. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to say you went to the mall down in the Grange too. Yeah, yeah. I figured mm-hmm. that Lagrange yeah. Mall. I've
1: driven past it before with two stores. Hey, no, 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 it's it's not... One of which is a Sears? No, it's JCPenney. Oh, no, it is a Sears. Sears. They do have a couple anchor stores. That's about it. Yeah, Sears and JCPenney's. Sears and a store that sells anchors.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do have... uh, It's kind of odd, but they got a great selection. uh, No, West Point Lake? West Point Lake, yeah. Yeah. No, my story is about the government. Once upon a time... Once upon a time... (laughs) So uh, we were out, what were we doing yesterday when I got the call? We just finished breakfast, right? No. Doesn't we matter. Had, yeah, we, we, <laughs> have, we had just finished breakfast. Yeah, that's correct. So we had just finished breakfast or something to that effect. Oh, no. You know what it was? I'm, I take it back. It was lunchtime because we had just gotten um, a check, cash, and we had left Regions Bank when the phone was... Hey, was so switched. I just left Regions Bank with, with a pocket full of money. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Because I was on the way out, and my phone rings. The pocket full, cause it's all in nickels. It was all in nickels, nickels and dimes. They tried, and they tried the, to nickel
1: and dime me. And pennies too. I'd like to do that with my bonus check. Going to the bank, it's like I need
0: this in dimes, please, so I can walk out of the bank with bags of money. <laughs> 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 I need this all in pennies, please. No, I get a call, and it says it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's unknown, and so I flip it open and I listen. I'm like, hello, and a computer kicks in. We have been tr- No, 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 no. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, am not a, I am not a fax! Uh, what the hell? <laughs> but uh, the computer kicks in, and it's like, we have been trying to reach you. This is the last time we're going to reach you. Oh, uh, good. Click. <laughs> <laughs> you are being sued by the IRS. I went, no. <laughs> First of all, if they were going to call me, which they don't do, it would be a person and they wouldn't not know my name. They didn't mention me by name or anything. And then they wouldn't be giving me a phone number to call. And so it just, it just went on for a couple of minutes and I'm driving, and I'm like, all right. And I click close, and I went, wow, I just got the scam phone call. It was like, cause you know, I was feeling a little left out. <laughs> Because, you know, millions of Americans have gotten it, and I hadn't. Well, no, and I have a podcast, so they, they should have called me first. Well, we don't give your phone number out on the podcast. It's the IRS. We don't even give your... Well, we don't even file taxes. I file taxes. Tina does, but we don't. No, 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 no. So, you know, I, I, I talked about that, and if any of you have listened to any kind of news, or any kind of financial news, I should say, They've said, this is a scam. This is a straight up scam. They've been hitting old ladies and old men and, and uh, illegals. And, but you're not an old stu- man. You're not illegal. You're and, and, and stupid people. You're not stupid. Well, so. no, I'm pretty yeah. dumb. I'm doing this with him. and uh, are now telling Chris? Why are you being so mean to Chris? Because it's easy. And he's right there. <sighs>
1: he's not here and there's no sense in doing it. I know. He's got a plastic bottle instead of a glass one. So he's smacking it against the table and <laughs> sticking it with his <laughs> tongue <not only knowledge.
0: laughs> Ow, cut out. <laughs> Look it off, dude. Oh, it's on the carpet. But uh get hey, get, get. No. But we need to get that spot cleaner down again. Okay. I'm so, surprised it
1: doesn't have a it holster. It's, right to the side. it's pretty big. <laughs> Carry we... around like a Ghostbusters backpack. <laughs> should,
0: should we get that spot cleaner for you so you can see what it looks like? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll show the listener <laughs> check it out man it sucks just set show. it in front of the room turn it on whirr. so uh, <laughs> oh so uh, <laughs> we uh, I got the phone call and I talked about it and then I went on put it on my Facebook page and talked about it uh, it's just it's just funny but now here's the funny twist yesterday I went and got the mail, and I got a letter from the IRS asking me if I filed my taxes this year. And I'm like, "Yes." You told the letter, "Yes." <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, it disappeared. <laughs> uh, so now they were asking me to. You need to respond to this letter. I did. by the mailbox. <laughs> and by the mailbox. And. So, I, I scanned it all on my computer and saved it and sent it off to my CPA, uh, Ed. And uh, now i got to see what's going on because I have 16 days to respond to it now. Are they asking something specific other than yeah. have you filed? N- n- no, yeah. They, they, they asked me if I filed a specific form. Oh. If I had filed a specific form or if somebody is trying to rip me off, kind of thing. Oh, it's like a fraud protection thing. I guess it is. And there's like, we need some more information and I'm reading it and I'm reading it and I read it like five times. I'm like, I don't understand this at all. Of course I filed my taxes. I already got a return. At least we had the... <laughs> I got my state, state, state return. Like, yeah. You should audit before
1: you give me money. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I got to help. My CPA will hopefully give me a call tomorrow and be like, oh yeah, you got to fill that out and send it back with whatever and say yes and uh, you know if that's what he says then that's what I'll do I'll, I'll go to the post box and throw it in at the actual post office throw it in the post so office either of you have to do the
1: identity check last year what's that or the, or the IRS, it's not the IRS it's maybe the state government won't give you your return until you go online and fill out a questionnaire about who you are
0: oh I had to pay no. last year no, we didn't we didn't. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, it's like asking questions like I don't know the answers to that. Oh really? Is they like weird questions? Yeah, so one was like what is the square footage of the house at such and such address and all this stuff it's supposed to be addresses that you lived at. It's like I don't know the square footage of that house. I, know. I know the square footage of all the places I've lived I at. Only there for a little while
0: and no, because we got our state back right away because... Uh, yeah, we got it in three days. We, we basically Which had to fill out... We fill out four forms. days technically because it was the weekend. We filled out forms a couple days before... Actually, no, it was a day before we were leaving. Yeah, we, 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 we uh, left on, on Friday. We filled them out Thursday. And then we got, the, we got the money back the next Friday, so a week later. Yeah. I'm like, that was kind of cool. Yeah, because I think it was Monday. And now this one, if I find out what I'm supposed to do and I turn it into them... Then they say it's still going to be another month and a half to two months. Six to eight weeks before we get And I'm like, are you fucking serious? I mean, this is crazy. Well, hopefully by then I won't have to worry, so it won't matter. I'm only worried about it right now because I need it for my car. But, uh, because i got to do my 100,000 mile checkup. And the AC, too. That's not going to work for the AC. Oh, no, but I'm just saying that's something. If I did the AC, it would take the whole check. Oh, well. And. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, you, just, know, you can wait to 101,000 miles. I could, but I just want to get it done, because my car's been running kind of funny. He got his oil change done. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he got his oil change done yesterday. Yeah. The deep fryer works great now. The deep fryer works <laughs> great now. It's change oil. Not that oil. I don't fry with 10W30 anymore. It's better for you than the 10W40. It's true. I went all synthetic. Now I'm a cyborg. Cylon. Speaking of Cylons and robots, I follow James May from Top Gear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's uh, he's applying for another job. He wants to be a Dalek. <laughs> it's funny. It's got a picture of him climbing out of a Dalek. So.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I just have this image of all these... Dalek's chasing Doctor Who down the corridor, and is one way behind in
0: the back. Way, turning the wrong way. Wait up, guys. Then, of course, you know, you got the Clarkson Dalek. <laughs> Instead of screaming exterminator, he goes, Power! Power!
1: <laughs> Did he climb out of the Dalek and said, This was
0: like crap? <laughs> no, he's just coming out of it. It was very funny. This doesn't corner very well. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I saw the picture. The
1: acceleration it. is crap.
0: And I laughed. So that was my IRS. short IRS story. That would've been a great episode of Top Gear where they all test drive dogs. <laughs> that would be funny as hell. They'd have to get a really, really big one for James May. I uh, mean, not for May, for Hammond. So he'd climb in and get lost. Just be like, it's huge. No, they just lock kids so they can not get back out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, very funny guys. Come on.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm done.
0: Okay, you're done? I'm done. Alright, so... So, what do you have for us today, Chris? (laughs) I guess we should stop doing that since we don't actually have anything physical right now. You got the package I sent you? Yes, I did. And I really didn't need that guy's ear. (laughs) Just saying... Well, I sent back because I couldn't find the kidney.
1: (laughs) We're going to talk about
0: the songs of the humpback
1: whale, the album. This is um, Roger Payne narrating and recorded these.
0: These are underwater sounds made by humpback whales as they pass near Bermuda spring. They were recorded through a hydrophone, which is a kind of underwater microphone. So there you go what i was
1: reading the humpback whale well song was not actually discovered by the marine biologist it was uh, discovered by the navy yeah and they didn't actually know about it until the navy released classified underwater recordings
0: well also it was originally found out by them because certain pitches would ping the radar hmm. and that's what made them want to drop microphones to figure out what the hell is making that other sound
1: so yeah. when they discovered this they like, in this, uh, I think it was 1970. They released an album of humpback uh, whales'
0: greatest hits.
1: Not, not the maybe, but there was an album released <laughs> of humpback whales, and it became kind of a, a thing. You know, people were amazed, and,
0: well, no one had heard it before. It's mm. not like we're hanging out in pods of whales. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, is that humpback whale rock, man?
1: In 79, National Geographic published, I guess it's a word for it, a flexi disc record.
0: Yeah, well. Well, it's, it is pressed, but yeah, it's published. But they um, put a copy in
1: every magazine that went out in every language, mm-hmm. and it is the single largest pressing of a, of a single record ever.
0: I can believe that, because they put out millions... Single pressing. Yeah, single run. yeah. So if you think about it, every library, every school... In every state, country, city in the world... Every newsstand got at least one. Yep. And all the subscribers
1: and museums, doctors' offices got a copy of this record.
0: Yeah, there's probably still some that are never even pulled out of the. Uh, it's the, even the, the the National Geographic. Because there's people who all they do is collect them. They've got decades and decades of National Geographic. Mm-hmm.
1: We had, I mean, we had a subscription to the National Geographic for well over twenty years. We had little yellow magazines stacked all over the damn house.
0: You sound very happy.
1: Yeah. Well, because that was. Mom's go to because we didn't have Wikipedia back then. So a school report would come out and she go, Well check National Geographic. Like, which one? And even if I had an index, where would I find it in the house? Yeah, I uh
0: I, I had a subscription for five years and National geographic myself. I didn't not in seventy nine. Yeah. Then I went to garage sales and bought like whole stacks of it for like five bucks. But I did the same thing as you. That's what I use for research a lot. And I also had an encyclopedia because they actually came to the house and stole the encyclopedias.
1: Well, if they gave me a report and said, do a report on New Guinea, it's like, well, I should have something on New Guinea somewhere in the house. Yeah. But where it is, I don't know. We didn't have a shelf with all the National Geographic Yeah, see, I did. There were some stacked on the basement stairs or some yeah. over here on this shelf, some on that shelf. You know, I guess you could go to the library and look through the... Well, they call it? Where they have all the periodicals? Do we you know, have all the periodicals? Magazines? The, the uh, rack? No, there was a book you'd go to and it would have, like, you look up New Guinea and it would give you, like, articles. Oh. Who published it when publish, uh, what issue and where you could find it. And um, my nose is all itchy. Do one better. I had the uh, the DVD set. They had, like, every National Geographic ever published. Wow. In PDF form. That's actually pretty damn impressive. Up to, up to whatever year was, 2007 or whatever. Yeah. Still. That flexi disc was scanned into that magazine, where it was stuck into the magazine. They didn't have an audio recording for it; oh, that's funny. they just had a picture of
0: it. So you've we, seen what it looks like then? We had it. I mean, oh, a kid, of course you did. Yeah, kid, I had it grow <laughs> up. That's what started you on your love for weird albums. No, that's not it. That. It didn't help. It was that porn album your dad got you. Oh, yeah. Here, Chris, listen to this. Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, it's so big. No, stop. Just stop. <laughs> well, I'm going too far. I haven't said anything. Because just... I know I saw it when it clicked on and no. <laughs> so what would you think of it? It was good. I actually had a CD that I used to go to sleep to years ago uh, that was whale songs. So, you know, it wasn't weird to me. I, I listened to... of it and I started getting sleepy and I had to turn it off because my body went, oh, I remember this. (laughs) I was like, no, 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 no. But, uh, yeah, I like it.
1: I like that kind of stuff. I have that problem at work because I'll listen to podcasts when I go to sleep. Yeah. But I can only listen to episodes I've already listened to. Yeah. To go to sleep? Yeah. Because if I take that same episode and try to listen to it at work again, I'll start drifting off. (laughs) So I can only listen to new podcasts at work. Yeah. And then
0: I can re-listen to it at home and go to sleep. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. But like I said, I had a National Geographic CD set. It was a two-CD set, and it was uh, multiple different kinds of whales. It was the humpback, I think it was the sperm whale, beluga. I had a narwhal one. And then the second CD was all killer whales, hmm. which was wild because it was an entire... What they did was they followed a pod of killer whales around. Which is what it's called, and uh, they recorded them basically talking to each other for who knows how long. But uh, it was cool. The killer whale one was my favorite, but yeah, I like this kind of stuff. I'll turn on it on upstairs on the computer and just chill. I guess the only distracting thing is the the guy talking. The guy talking. Yeah, but that gave you it's some interesting the, information too. In his somnics voice. Well, with that guy talking with his Simonex voice and a nice big cup of sanka, I should be asleep in ten minutes. That's gonna be another episode. <laughs> a nice big cup of sanka, mm-hmm. please
1: no. And of course, it acquired a bit of notoriety because it was shipped everywhere. I mean, yeah,
0: every country that gets National Geographic, was, school yeah. as we did, school library, blah blah blah. I mean, everybody got it. God, how many? How many copies? A hundred million. Let's see, because there's three something. See, I didn't even see a. There's what? There's three and a half billion people in
1: the world now. I didn't even see an estimate, but I'm, at the time, I believe National Geographic was produced in 22 different languages. That's impressive. So, I mean, yeah, largest single pressing of an album ever. Wow. Record ever. Just wow. Did you give it a thumbs up, eh? I did. I, mean, I, I, I do, eh? I mean, it was interesting. But it was very National Geographic old school National Geographic now is kind of more pizzazzy and wow because you have to because people lose National Geographic channel
0: well that and you lose you'll lose listeners Mm -hmm. or you'll lose watchers because people nowadays have an attention span of that huh
1: yeah
0: Um, (laughs) what it reminded me of was
1: like the old tapes that used to come with film strips in school beep yeah without the beeps obviously
0: well some clicks well, <laughs> there were some beeps and clicks and
1: <laughs> in it. It's interesting. I don't think it's one of those things you're going to want to listen to over and over again. But Unless you use it to go to sleep, too. Well, there's that. Which, the announcer could help you do that. I mean, it's not. It's only like nine minutes long. Yeah.
0: It's not a knock on the guy. It's just, you know, some well, people. He's probably an educator. Yeah, but you also, a lot of people find it very, very relaxing. I mean, the stuff is really low and slow and mellow and, you know, unless you're ridiculously high strung and you hear something like that and you want to go run laps. I mean, it's good. I like it. I like it. It was better than Cats. (laughs) I'd listen to it again and again. In fact, I've actually listened to it the whole way through three times. So, I actually think I might have had... The thing I think it was pressed onto that,
1: yeah, it's like a plastic, it's like plastic
0: coated paper. It was a very thin
1: vinyl, actually. Yeah,
0: because I had a bunch of those kind of records that I pulled out of magazines and books and whatnot over the years. I had one that was a happy birthday Larry record, (laughs) and it was supposed to be a spaceman singing happy birthday to me. My mom played it every year for my birthday until the needle wore out.
1: Did they have a little place for you to tape a penny? Yeah, so it didn't slide around. Yeah, yeah,
0: four pennies, one in each corner. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. It would be better off just duct taping it to the turntable. It was, what was it, Rocket, something Rocket Ranger. And then it was like, Happy Birthday, Larry! And then you would ding 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 I can't even remember the song, but. Uh, it but was, your mom will find it in the box somewhere. It was, and no, I think we got rid of it because it molded in one of the two floods we had in the basement oh,
1: of the. Really, they eventually become very collectible. I was looking on eBay and whatnot, and people were selling them. Like, you got any numbers? I can get some No, it's not because the company that made the flexi discs quit making them only in two thousand nine, I believe is what they said. Oh wow. It's only a few years ago technically. Six well, I years. I think by the time they got to the point where they were gonna stop making them originally, it became retro and yeah. people started wanting them again. Our friend Chris Blackburn posted last night about um, some concert he went to and he went to the <laughs> merchandise booth. His yeah. picture was not taken in the eighties. And they had their, their new album there, but it was only available on cassette and vinyl. Yeah, and the vinyl was blue.
0: Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I saw that and I was like, that's pretty cool. Roger
1: Payne's Songs of the Humpback Whale from National Geographic Magazine. I think it has a place in the pop
0: culture. But yeah. Isn't that one of the things that started the whole anti-whale? The original moment? album did,
1: but that was like back in the 1970, 1970, I believe, when the original album came out. This also, I mean, because. Like I said, went everywhere. But yeah, you want to call that there? All right. So we'll,
0: uh, uh, cue music.
1: All right, cue music. All
0: right,
1: so continuing with our 1979 theme. Yeah. Weirdly. Going to uh, talk about the amazing Spider Man. Live action TV show. Specifically, the next to last episode called Wolfpack. Inexplicably called Wolfpack, <laughs> but
0: i never figured out why it was called Wolfpack. I didn't, I, you couldn't figure that out either. So, what'd you think? Well, okay, I'm gonna go from what I remember of watching the show as a kid. It was really cool for the time period. It's just super cool. So it was actually fun, filmed in downtown Atlanta, which I also thought was super, super cool at the time.
1: I remember back in the day, there was a show called PM Magazine. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, it was a, I think like every city had their version of it. But the one for Atlanta, they had a bit with the people who made Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, where they were swinging across, I forget what it was, some famous building at the time. Yeah. And I vaguely remember seeing an episode or two But it was shown sporadically. They showed like four episodes in one year, and then the next year came back for
0: like ten more, and then wrapped up the year after. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. I know they didn't do a lot of filming here, but what was funny was, because what they did in the time frame, they had their own city for the show. And they filmed a little here, filmed a little there, filmed a little somewhere else, and that made the city. Mm -hmm. This was all supposed to be in New York. It was all supposed to be in New York, but filming in New York in the 70s cost you an arm, a leg, a ball, and possibly two toes. And it still does. No, actually, now it just you just pay everything but your head, which is why most New York scenes are filmed in Canada. <laughs> uh, when I was watching this thing, I liked it. Spider-Man comes in, and I had forgotten that uh, his web line was a rope. Yes because I, for so long I've been remembering from the comic book and the cartoons and the movies he would hit it and it would come out as a rope and then it would spread out. Mm-hmm. This was a rope. <laughs> Even when it did spread out. It was a rope. It was a, a rope web. Yeah. And uh, so I saw that and I was like oh yeah now I remember why I didn't like this. <laughs> but one of my favorite actors of the time frame was in there and uh, he played Dr. Sidney something or another, on Nash. He was the shrink.
1: Mm-hmm. I really that voice immediately.
0: Yeah, and uh, I had actually gone to do something else while it was running, and I heard it, and I was like, oh, holy crap! And I clicked back, and it was him! And I was very happy to see him. So, there was that. In the opening credits, they did a really quick origin story. I mean, really quick.
1: But uh, Alan Arbus is who you're thinking of. Yeah. Dr. Sidney. Major Doctor Sydney. Yeah, Doctor Major. He's a major doctor. Doctor Major. He is, he is our bad guy for the piece. And like I said, I don't know why it's called Wolfpack. Quick story synopsis: Peter is helping out his college buddy, who is, who is not Flash. Who? Yeah, no. I, that's the first thing I thought of when And I saw the guy it.
0: was blonde, so I was like, "Oh, it's Flash Thompson." That's the first thing I thought of when I saw the guy. And then he's like, "Hey, Rick." I'm like, "That's." Not Flash Thompson. And he's working in a chemistry lab, so... Yeah. It's not Flash Thompson. No, no. Okay.
1: So his friend is inexplicably doing research for a major chemical company... Yes. ...to develop some sort of...
0: In the way he says it, it's basically a mind-altering drug. Yeah, it's supposed to be
1: something that's going to be used as anesthetic or something like that. Yeah. But it was kind of a mind-over-matter type thing. Uh-huh. Very unexplained stuff. Yeah. It gets a little convoluted, but...
0: It was a, lot,
1: he's a with, lot of vagueness. He's working with J. Jonah Jameson's what, she's secretary. Something like that. And a historical books major.
0: Yeah. There's his lab assistants. Yeah. I can understand it's, him and Peter, but yeah. He's it, not officially involved. It didn't make any sense at all. So, Which may have been why the show ended. Because the, the, the Dr. Sidney, who I forget the name... Comes in, he works for the company that they're doing the research for.
1: He's in charge of the project, and he's trying to... Basically, there's
0: been a fire. There's a massive fire because of a soccer ball. He's assessing the damage, trying to get some results out of these people. And he says, I'm not giving you any more money, blah, blah, blah. You're basically fucked. And they go to mix two chemicals together to show him, oh, no, look. And he's like, no, that's not the catalyst. And it doesn't do anything. And then they set it in the sink. They pour it down the drain. They poured it. I thought yes. they just set the whole beaker. now.
1: No, she so poured it down the
0: drain, which is not good. Yeah. And a few seconds later, there's a big cloud of dust, and all three of the people that are there, but not Doctor Sydney. Yeah, Doctor Sydney seems immune. Well, he's not even next to it. He's far away. It's only it's in the very, faces of their three. Very localized. Yeah. Very. They all go into a catatonic state where they're very susceptible to suggestion. And he says, well, you might as well just throw your notes out the window now because your notes are worthless. And so they become catatonic, he grabs his notes, opens the window, and boop!
1: And after a couple of little bits of experimentation, he figures out that they are completely susceptible to his suggestion. Yeah. So he, as an experiment, steal a two million dollar Gutenberg Bible. Yeah. That's on loan to the college. Because that's important. Mm-hmm. So they get caught stealing the Gutenberg Bible. They have no memory of what had happened, right? Because Doctor Sidney told them not to remember it, right? Basically, Peter is in a position where he has to prove their innocence in order to keep them out of jail, or so release them their own recognizance. Because that always because happens. The, because the bugle has spoken up
0: for him. Who is the old guy? Which old guy? With the mustache. That the bugle. I don't know if he was at the Bugle or not. Was that J. Joe and Jameson? Yeah. He wasn't mean enough. Joe was supposed to be a massive cock. Yeah, but he's nice to his friends. But he was talking to Peter. He treats Peter like garbage. Well, they weren't
1: talking about photos and stuff. They are talking about their mutual friend who was in trouble. And they softened it up because he's going to be like one of the only major characters in the show that's actually from the comic books. Yeah. And they want him to be likable. Meh. Yeah. Anyway. Dr. Sidney quits his job at the chemical company, tells his employer he's a real douche. (laughs) I'm a real douche. Yes. (laughs) And goes about- I quit, I'm a real douche. Arranging to have people commit crimes for him. Maybe he's the jackal. The one crime, Spider-Man stops. He has the security guards at the museum steal valuable jewels. Right. Spider-Man stops him. With his rope. With his rope. And then he has a battalion of soldiers break into the chemical company to steal all their research. All 1,100 pounds of it. <laughs> oh, jeez. So Spider-Man has to take out an army battalion.
0: With his with Six robe. guys. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Big battalion. hmm It's the submarine battalion? Yes. They carry the six-foot sub? Yep. Not to give away any spoilers, but Spider-Man saves the day. No.
1: So, and keeps his friends from going to jail. With his rope. Yes. It's, it's a little silly. Yeah, well, the show itself is but fairly silly. My question is, is it silly in the context of 1979? No. And what else is on television? No, not at all. Well... Now, it's not as dramatic as the Hulk. Yeah, well, that was all drama-driven. No drama-driven. Yeah. But is it any sillier than, say, Wonder
0: Woman? No, it's right on the same. So scene. it just ended in 78. So. It's right on the cusp of Wonder Woman. I mean, it's, it's a cartoon. It's a live-action cartoon, is what it is. Yeah, I
1: think that same storyline could have been pulled directly from a Spider-Man issue at that time.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It wouldn't have been a Without the rope.
1: It wouldn't have been a particularly exciting issue of Spider-Man. No. But, well, they would have
0: spider Man. No, it up a little more. Because there was no major bad guy. It was just... Yeah, well, they would have thrown a major bad guy. And in. instead of being a, a Dr. Sydney, it might have been Mysterio. Or it could have been Doc Ock. Well, you'd have, like, Mysterio dosing up,
1: like, Rhino to go do a job for him. And then when he... Maybe. Then when he finally cold and Rhino, and Rhino's like, What am I doing here? How did I get here? Yeah. It's like, I didn't
0: hit you that hard. No.
1: <laughs> I honestly don't know.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it would work. It would be spiderized a word? eyes. It is now. It's a word now. But it would work. It would work in a comic book. It, it was very easily. So, I mean, as silly as it looks today. <laughs> yeah. As live action, it was very silly. Even then, it was pretty silly. It was a little silly, yeah. But that's how they were going with comic book stuff. I mean, with Wonder Woman, that was pretty silly. She spins in a circle. Boom, she's Wonder Woman. And her only power really, is a lasso mm-hmm. and metal bracelets. Well, she had super strength. She used it very much.
1: I think she always bent something.
0: Yeah, that, that, she Yeah, she would bend things.
1: With Spider-Man, you never saw any example of um, super strength.
0: Because they, they just said he had the proportionate strength of a spider, but, but he, in the show, they never really said it. So they basically made it so he was sticky. Basically, that was his power. Right? And he could, he he had could shoot a rope. Now, oh god the spider sense oh i totally forgot about that that was the worst part of the whole thing the absolute worst it was basically flashy eyes with x-ray vision things would be going on hundreds of yards away and, and he, he could get, see it. He would get a psychic vision of it yeah that's no. not spider sense yeah. The spider sense, and they could have done it because the way they do it in the comics and in the cartoons and in the movies is somebody throws something at him and he's like, oh, wait, something, whoop. you know, And he, he can move out. Of the, he knows something's going to happen. He doesn't see it happening. He doesn't have visions. Yeah, he doesn't have a psychic vision. And when I saw that, I went, are you fucking kidding me? Especially when it's happening across town. Well, no, he said, go downstairs to the lab, to the, to the animal testing lab, which is what he did. But he's looking like this, and the eyes are doing the thing. He's doing the hypno toad thing. And he's seeing the ball come through, the glass is exploding. And he's like, I have to go. And he kind of just calmly walks out of the room And then the next thing you see is he's really doing a horrible crawling job down the wall and then his rope and the fire extinguisher. Oh, my God. The spider sense just killed me. Just, just... It would have been better if he was like... Holy shit, something's wrong. And he went, I gotta go and jogged out. Or I was like, oh, I, I gotta hit the head and jogged out. You know, then he could have been going through the building because it's stronger you know when it's closer but it's usually when he's in danger <laughs> not when yeah not when someone else is, someone in he is in danger
1: otherwise he'd get no sleep he'd be going off all the time yeah. oh Captain America's in danger what's new about that <laughs>
0: Yeah. oh Mary Jane's in danger
1: oh shit Iron Man <laughs>
0: oh shit Iron Man's drunk
1: <laughs> oh wait why do I care I take it this is not one of the things you would recommend people
0: go out and I mean, okay. if you want to see the show I mean, for what it was, then sure. Yeah. I mean, if you're like, hey, I really like watching, especially if you're a young guy or a young gal, and you're like, hey, I really like these old classic shows, I really love watching the old Incredible Hulk, you know, go ahead and catch a couple. Go ahead and catch some Wonder Woman, because those were actually pretty good you know go and catch some of these old ones and even catch some of the spider Man. some of them were actually pretty good
1: make allowances yeah you're gonna have to With give it because they young. don't have
0: money like you know they'd be spending a couple million dollars on an episode nowadays they spend a couple million dollars on the entire series maybe maybe so well yeah they'd spend a couple million dollars and just travel <laughs> Going from Atlanta to New York to California to who knows where. It's good to look back at it as a
1: lark. I don't think I'd suggest anybody... Or, or another bird. Seriously. The problem being is that, I mean, you can see most of the episodes on YouTube. That's good. Yeah. That's, the quality is poor. The quality wasn't so great then either. It was released on VHS at one point. Long out of print. You can find some copies on eBay, maybe. You can find transfers from those VHSs at your local comic uh, convention. Yeah. I'm a less reputable dealer. Yeah. If you're really lucky and scour eBay, you might find the Japanese Laserdisc release. That'd be neat. But yeah. it would have Japanese subtitles. Right. Even if you don't have
0: subtitles turned on. <laughs> yeah, because they printed onto the, mm-hmm. the thing. You have a whole box set of Twin Peaks like that. <sighs> oh, well, that's a whole nother thing. But, uh, you want to go see classic cartoon Spider-Man from a way backwards, the really disjointed, static animation. Go look that up too, because some of that's actually pretty good, because it's pulled right out of the comics. But uh, yeah, just yeah, I love his rope. It's very kitschy. Oh yeah, it's very '70s.
1: I would say for a laugh, I recommend it for. Put it on
0: during a party for serious Spider-Man enthusiasts. Skip you're it. gonna be disappointed <laughs> if you're if you're having a 70s party and you you're like, hey, let's put something 70s on, and you can find it, or you have your computer hooked up to your TV like some people do. Go for it. Otherwise, you know, kill it with fire, <laughs> like you would most spiders. Cue
1: music. Cue music.
0: Welcome Herren and Frauen to Larry's book review. Larry will tell you what books that he thinks you should read. Take it away, Larry. Ooh. Hello everyone and welcome to Larry's book review. This book will be Jim Butcher's Skin Game. Let me give you a little rundown. Harry Dresden, Chicago's only professional wizard, is about to have a very bad day. Because, as the Winter's Night to the Queen of Air and Darkness, Harry never knows what the scheming Mab might want to do to him. Usually, it's something awful. Mab has traded Harry's skills to pay off a debt, and now he must help a group of villains led by Harry's most despised enemy, Nicodemus Archeloninernini. I don't know, I can't pronounce it properly, to break into a high-security vault so that they can access a vault in the Never-Never. Problem is, the vault belongs to Hades, Lord of the freaking Underworld! And Dresden is dead certain that Nicodemus has no intention of allowing any of his crew to survive the experience. Dresden has always been tricky, but he is going to have to be up to his best backstabbing game to survive this mess. I love the book. I love all the Dresden novels. friend of mine got me hooked on them because he was watching the Dresden show uh, that was on television, and you know he was like, oh, you gotta see it. And I was like, well, I can't. He was like, well, go and buy the books. So I bought the books, and ba-ding! And there we go. Well, let me tell you what some of the people have said about it. Uh, epic. Simply epic. Jim Butcher is back, boys and girls, and Skin Game will have you rejoicing and gallivanting. Yeah, nobody uses that word. Fantasy book critic. Skin Game is another fantastic addition to the Dresden Files that will certainly satisfy longtime readers. Kings River Life Magazine. So there you go, y'all. Jim Butcher, Skin Game. I would suggest picking it up. See you later.
1: 1979. Ding. 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 We are old. And uh, I want to talk about comics of the day. Okay. And I guess one of the best known storylines would be the Demon in a Bottle from Iron Man. Yeah. Issues, what is it, 123, 128? Yes. We've reviewed it. What did you think?
0: I read it years ago, so I kind of had not remembered anyways, but when I look back at it, it's good. It definitely shows his downward spiral, and then his coming back to normalcy. I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess we just run over it right quick with the car. Yeah. No, no. no I enjoyed it. So, basically, in a nutshell, or as a shellhead, or whatever you want to call it.
0: Ah, funny. Um,
1: Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a story where he's um, experiencing trouble with his armor. And he's got S.H.I.E.L.D. trying to buy up the majority share of Stark Enterprises. It's Stark International, excuse me. Stark International. So things are not going well for Mr. Stark.
0: Right. So he's been doing a lot of drinking. A lot of drinking. Yeah. He- like day drinking, morning drinking, late night drinking, drinking before he drinks, drinking after he drinks.
1: The glitches of the armor turns out to be the work of... The character we are all now familiar with, Justin Hammer, thanks to the Iron Man cinematic version. Yeah. Who is a lot different in the comics than the Sam Rockwell portrayal.
0: Oh, yeah. I actually kind of like the Sam Rockwell portrayal a little more. Well, he's a little more douchey, and you can tell that he's out to be his rival, Whereas in the comic book, in the, in the comic series, he's more just like, kind of a dickhead. He's more of a
1: global kingpin, though. He's like this massively he's, he's, powerful yeah. industrialist, but he's behind the scenes and has all these shadow companies and everything. Yeah, he's—I mean—that's the kind of bad guy they want for Iron Man, I guess. You know, they want Mandarin and all that other good stuff. Anyway, he's trying to sabotage Iron Man. Yep and has discovered a weakness in his armor that like, he can take over temporary control But of. that's
0: also because the armor is different. The armor in this is electromagnetic and all that kind of stuff, with transistors and all that. Mm-hmm. Whereas in modern day, of course, the armor is 100% computer controlled. And if you tried to take over his armor now, some of the alert would go off.
1: But they never actually take control of the armor, they just cause glitches. Well, no.
0: well yeah,
1: but they do of the
0: Foot jet. Well, they make him yeah. malfunction. Yeah, they make him malfunction, yeah. Like the, the, the glass Yeah, it pops open when he's pops underwater. Pops up when he's underwater and he inadvertently kills an ambassador. Yeah, blows a hole in his chest. Which was kind of graphic, I thought, for the day and age. But for what they were doing, it worked. Because if you didn't see it, and he's like, oh my god, I just," and you just see him laying there dead. Oh my god, I just killed the ambassador. You'd be like, well, what'd you do? We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, but the main thrust of the story, I mean, obviously
1: he's trying to keep his company from being bought out from under him. He's trying to figure out what's wrong with his armor. Yeah. But the main thrust of the story is that he's drinking. He's drinking a lot.
0: Is his spiral into he's, massive alcoholism.
1: Yeah, he's becoming alcoholic. Now, technically, over the course of nine issues, yeah. you don't generally get people falling into alcoholism and then recovering. No, but... It's nine but, issues, but it takes place over time. It takes place over nine months so, yeah. for the reader. Right. So you can get away with that. So I will forgive that. Fourth of 1979. I'm thinking it's a bit dark. Yeah, I would think it's, so. It's not happy-go-lucky for now either, but... No, but it was you know, the disco era. It's not you know, It's not as dark as it could be.
0: Well, they could have taken it. I mean, well, if they if, did that same storyline now... It would be a lot darker because well, they would, would go down a different route.
1: Yeah, I mean, he would do more than just yell at people and yeah, and snap at them. and... Be a bad pilot in his armor. Yeah, because there were really no consequences to his drinking, and in, in as much as, as there was, he he did he did screw up the train.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the the yeah. the, uh, the, the uh, chlorine tank. Yeah, the chlorine tank on the train. Was fine and then he dropped it. it was fine until Whoops. he came along and tried to pick yeah. it up. And... Yeah, hold on, I got this. Oops. <laughs> Ding, yeah. idiot. Everybody, put your mask on. In general, what do you think of it? Far it's or... a good storyline. I would like it to have been a little bit more. I don't know. I'd like to see what it was actually doing to him. I think the errors with his armor kind of muddled it a little bit because I, I mean, I'm, this is coming from a guy mm-hmm. who's not a superhero, of course, I mean, I'm, I'm the Punisher today, but I don't see, oh crap, my armor's going, uh, I mean, it'd be like me blowing, be driving down when I was a Traveling Sales and me driving on the highway having a tire blowout, be like, that's it, that's it, that's the third tire this month, I'm going to start drinking constantly. That's basically what it is. Well, that and S.H.I.E.L.D. trying to buy out his company. That would get me more, you know, if I had a multi-billion dollar industry. And someone's buying it out secretly behind me, and then I find out that would... But see, he was already drinking by the time he finds that out, from the way I was reading it. He was already... Well, that's going on at the very beginning. It's
1: actually going on before we pick up with 120. You yeah. Out like 119 or something. Right. Like so
0: it. it seems like he was already two sheets to the wind as it was when he finds out about that. But it doesn't. It, it just seems like that was kind of another, just a thing. It's just like, oh shit. Well, let me just drink more and get even shittier, so I don't realize it's going on. My thing was something had to have been happening. You know, like maybe he can't get it up in the bed anymore. You know, now granted, I'm just being dirtily, but you know, maybe something else. Because I don't know the loss of control over minor systems in my armor. Until he kills the guy. Wouldn't drive me to drink. Maybe the secret buying out of my company would. But it's like he took the easy way out. Instead of fighting it and saying no, no, no. And trying to get those shares back somehow. He just goes right to the Jack whatever the hell it said on the bottle. Jack Powers. Yeah, Jack Powers. Old number seven on the bottle. And he just starts pounding those. And I'm like... "Mm -hmm." It's a good storyline. How he got there was kind of weak, in my opinion.
1: Well, I think the problem is that you've got a storyline that really should have been two issues. Maybe because three. The Justin Hammer right. subplot. Yeah. And Maybe three. Maybe three. Because you
0: got to fight. Because he's got to you know, do his investigation and yeah. all this stuff. So you, you can have one where it's all his things going wacky, and then he spends a whole other issue investigating and trying to get to the bottom of it. And then you have the third where he's fighting the hammer roids. <laughs> the hammer roids. That's actually from the movie. And then it's concluded and over. And that that could lead you, you know... And even the S.H.I.E.L.D. subplot is unlike... Yeah, that's like an episode or like two.
1: three-issue...
0: No, I don't even give it three. I'm thinking one or two for how they're buying it out. You know, he's friends with Fury, the original Nick Fury... Okay, two. I'll give it two. Because he's friends with him and he finds out. It's like, holy crap. And then he can spend an episode or the rest of that episode and part of another one trying to get it back. Or trying to get back enough to where it wouldn't matter. Because apparently Jarvis, who's not a computer, has the only two shares that would keep...
1: Apparently Tony Stark has shares. Yeah. Nick Fury has shares. And Jarvis has two shares. Yeah.
0: And (laughs) because...
1: That means... um Tony Stark has one share more than Nick Fury. Pretty much. then if he gets the two from Jarvis, he's now majority stockholder.
0: Yeah, which would give him 51%. and that doesn't... That's cutting it close, Mr. Stark. Yeah. <laughs> what we're not getting to is because of what he's been doing in his social life as Tony Stark, he treats Jarvis really shitty. Jarvis quits, tries to get a loan... Puts his stocks up because he quits, he doesn't have a job. So the banker steals them and cool. sells them off. And those two shares get bought by a government agency, mm-hmm. which he knows is S.H.I.E.L.D. So now S.H.I.E.L.D. is majority shareholder of Stark Industries. It's
1: not as big an arc as I would like. I mean, I would like it to, at the midway point, that's when he bottoms out. And then there's yeah. an arc where he comes back.
0: Yeah. He comes
1: back like over the
0: last half of the last issue, he's... Well, the, the last issue is pretty much they're pulling him up by his bootstraps, the rest of the issue, and then he comes at one point, he's got the bottle in his hand, and he's about to drink, and he had already not been drinking for a little while. Of course, it's a girl, you know, goes through the motions, no-no, and goes through the detox with him, which takes like two pages. And then he's back to
1: normal. That's the... A- one of the problems I had with the story arc is that a lot of time obviously
0: must pass, yeah. but you don't really have a good idea of what, of what the, kind of, of time, is time is passing. I mean, first of all, it's not like you have one drink and boom! You're now drinking every day, all day. You know, it's not like, oh, well, let me try this beer. I've never had beer before. Oh, burr, burr. and then you go into a liquor store and buy, you know, all the Jack Powers. And then you go and you buy all the vodka and the gin, and you are and There's no repercussions. That's kind of what they're doing there. What they're not showing you is what put him to that point.
1: Well, he, I mean, he's been a drinker, right? Previously, I mean, it's not an unknown thing for Tony Stark to be doing, right? Because well, he's a billionaire philanthropist playboy. So it's not completely out of left field. You know, need a drink? Yes, I
0: need a drink. <laughs> like i said it's it's good but i could like you i could see that being a much longer story arc but they were probably just said okay you've got eight issues you gotta get him drunk have him do something bad really bad and then get him sober and you know i would like to have seen the hammer storyline separate maybe start in this thing and then do its own little shoot off Mm -hmm. and then spending four issues where he and then the issue four he's just rock bottom like to the point of not just 49 percent i'm talking no ownership in the company anymore like they did the oliver queen Mm -hmm. green arrow he ended up not owning his company at all i mean and he it was the same thing he was an alcoholic and he ends up just rock bottom and then bring him back out
1: it plays kind of like a espionage sort of thing there in the middle section where he's tracking down the bad guy and they're overseas and undercover. And, yeah, and he has uh,
0: to he has to learn from uh, Captain America. That how was to fight. another
1: one of my problems. It's like, don't know how much time has passed. He's taken one martial arts lesson from Captain America and suddenly he's James Bond. Yeah. I mean, I'm certain Iron Man knew some moves of his own. But, but they were all <clears throat> but, powered by the suit. I mean, they play it that way in the, in the movie, too. He fights, but it's mostly gadgetry. Right. He flies off and uses his repulsor rays and stuff. He's not fisticuffs with aliens. (laughs)
0: Right, (laughs) because that's that's how Iron Man's supposed to be. I mean, he's an inventor. You're going to invent your way out of this. You're not going to fight your way out of it.
1: But he's been doing it a while, so he must have some way of holding his own on a fight. Yeah, has to be. But when we see him after he's given up the suit, after inadvertently killing the ambassador... yeah. You know, he's taken as far as we can tell, one lesson with Captain America, and he's out there handing people their asses. Yeah.
0: Without the suit. Without the suit, right.
1: But how long were they training? Did he train him, like, over the course of several weeks? I do Or was think it just it was, like over the course of an afternoon? Did it say? Did it say, you know, uh, it's many only, weeks later? <clears> or did it just, know, it's, a, it's a montage. Yeah. So you see various aspects, but it doesn't look like it's any more than the course of a couple of hours.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like a day. And we know Captain America's good, but... He's not that good. And Tony's a drunk, so he's, he's not going to learn that fast. Yeah, he's best. a
1: quick learner. He's a quick learner.
0: Dude, if you're drinking as much as he is, I don't care how quick of a learner you are. I don't think he'd have anything to drink that day. Captain America wouldn't have even talked to him if he'd come in there smelling of alcohol. Not, not necessarily. You never know. Because no, Captain America's <laughs> a big lush. <laughs> he can't get drunk. That was shown in the second movie. No, the first movie. This was before the first movie. No, I mean of the Captain America one, which would have happened decades before Tony. But yeah, this one was heavily
1: drawn upon for the Iron Man movies.
0: Yeah, at least for the the second one.
1: And I think it's an, I think it's an
0: enjoyable read. It's yeah, for issue. what it is. I mean, it's it like the it's heroine one with the uh, the Red yeah, Arrow. The green Arrow. Well, with Green Arrow, but it with was Speedy. Speedy, yeah. Or the AIDS, or the AIDS one with uh, with the Hulk. He did one. They wanted him to donate his to, to give his blood to save this guy from AIDS. He's like, no, because it's gonna have horrible repercussions. does it seem like Speedy should have been on Speed. Was he doing yeah. Speedballs? I don't know. Honestly, I have to
1: say I don't know. that Apart from the alcoholism, the rest of the storyline doesn't really the do el- it for me. Yeah.
0: I mean, if they just stuck with one story or the other to go with it, fine. But cramming three major story, uh, three stories, one major, two minors together, made it really kind of muddled. As comics just of the day, yeah. If you took out the alcoholism part, right? They're fine.
1: Yeah, they're fine. They're what you would expect from the stories. Of, I
0: mean, it's a normal plot for that that era. Right. Hell, it's a normal plot for this era. You could do that same thing today, that same story, without the alcoholism today and it would work. But Nine Issues would be too long for that. Right. You throw in the alcoholism, it makes it this landmark storyline. And the most famous one out of all of them is the one where he gets better. The cover mm-hmm. of that one is the one when they talk about this story arc, Is that's the cover they show.
1: So, I mean, as I said, I
0: enjoyed reading it, but I don't think it lives up to its legendary status. Not anymore, no. Not anymore. No, it definitely doesn't hold up. If you did just the alcoholism story arc, it would be good for a good four books. And if you did just the other and just... You'd have three really great stories, or two really great stories that would last. But other than that, no. As as a whole, it's too, it's too muddy. But, like we've said before, if you want to read a good piece of classic comic book history... I,
1: I know it's been... Put
0: together as a trade paperwork, I do believe. Yeah, it should be available from Amazon. I, don't, I think it's. Available well, I don't know. It might not be in. It might not be in circulation anymore. But. If not, I'm sure
1: it's digitally available.
0: Yes, it is. It was because I read it off of the Iron Man DVD collection. But read it. Then go ahead and look at it. Take a look at it. You'll notice a lot of similarities to what's going on. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the end. Key music. Q cheese. Woohoo! There it is. Another info-filled episode of Achieving Reality the podcast. I really do like this new format. The guys have really hit on something here. So stay tuned next week for more Achieving Reality the podcast. For Chris, Larry, and Harvey, I'm Tina saying da 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 da. Ah, come on, really? Okay, your part's over. (laughs) (laughs) Just
1: just sit over
0: there and... Shut up. Damn it! Where the hell is Neil? Tina, have you seen him? Eh, not since I gave him the corner office. I'll be so pissed at him if he's dead up there. House! Klaus, come in here. You're the episode guy. Uh, Duncan, Tina, This episode of Achieving Reality, a podcast, have been brought to you by The Whiskey Minute. Hey, folks, you like whiskey? You like podcasts about topical topics and pop culture and stuff? You like listening to people argue while drunk? Well, we have your missile, baby. The Whiskey Minute podcast by our friend Howard Scrivens. They talk about pop culture, whiskies, topical uh, topics, and more. Hunt it down on our favorite podcast site, podbean.com. The Whiskey Minute. Give it a listen.